Well, hi there, and welcome to Unshaken. I'm Julie Van Warmer, your host for today's episode. I'm so glad you're joining me. Hey, I want to tell you about a couple things before we jump into our episode. First off, head over to your socials, Facebook or Instagram, and follow or like us at Women of the Word CTW. This is our umbrella account that covers and highlights all the ministries of the Women of the Word Ministry of Christ the Word Church. It includes our blog called Planted, great content. It includes our mom-to-mom ministry for mothers. It includes our Regarding Him conference. It happens yearly in March. And of course, it includes this podcast, Unshaken. There's so much good content you're going to want to follow, so do it today. That will be in our show notes each and every week. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast directory. It helps us out, but it also helps you out because you get notification of new episodes that drop each and every Thursday. You can also reach out to me at unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you if you have ideas, suggestions, or even thoughts about an episode that you heard. Finally, as you know, Unshaken is a podcast for women, put on by women, and our goal is to encourage and challenge and point women to Jesus Christ. And as you know, with Jesus, we can be unshaken no matter our circumstances. Hey, let's head into today's episode. All right, well, welcome to the celebration of our 100th episode. It is going to be a party today, and I brought some of my very favorite party people. Today, we are going to do something very different than we normally do. Usually, we do an interview with someone about a spiritual topic, or maybe we listen to a recorded talk. Today, we're going to talk about something very different. We're going to talk about our 100 favorite things. Well, because it's our 100th episode. So my guests and I are going to share a lot of our favorite things, but we've also asked some of our listeners to share some of their favorite things through our social media and through some of the personal connections that we have. And I am so excited for you to hear all of these amazing things. So because we have 100 things today, I've grouped them into 20 different categories. So we're going to have um, comments about each category, and we will not be able to put these in our show notes. That would be a super long list. So just sit back, relax, enjoy, and you can always go back to our archives and listen to this again if you want to catch one of the specific things to maybe write it down. All right, let's get started with our party, okay? I feel like we should have balloons and confetti in here, right? And no cake. I don't need any cake. But <laughs> All right, let me introduce you to my three guests. Um, I brought today Melissa Franklin, Bryce McClavick, and Alyssa Hirely. Oh, wait a minute. We have one additional quiet guest. That's Cyrus McClavick. Oh, yeah, he's along. He's uh, how old is Cyrus? He's five months. Okay, so he's just a little one. He won't have a whole lot of comments, I don't mm-hmm. think. But you might hear him in the background. Um, I am so excited that we're going to get to talk and hear from all of these ladies. So let's start with something easy. Okay, you ready? Who do you live with, and what do you do most days? Melissa, why don't you start? Okay. Well, I live with my husband Matthew and our three kids, and our Australian Labradoodle Ginger. I love her. Most days are spent homeschooling our fourth grade daughter and transporting our teenage boys to and from school and sports practices. We spend a lot of time in the car. Yeah, that's probably a full-time job. Mm -hmm. It definitely is. We're busy. Yeah. Bryce, how about you? Um, Well, I live with my husband, Nathan, and our five children. They range from six down to this little baby of five months. Most of my days are spent cooking and cleaning, changing diapers, playing with my kids. 
uh, meeting my friends at the zoo and taking walks at the park. Okay, that also sounds like a full-time job. (laughs) (laughs) Busy, busy days. Alyssa, how about you? You probably just sit around and do nothing, Nothing, all day. (laughs) No, I live with two of my friends, Tessa and Anna. Um, Most of my days, I am a florist. Oh, that's Um, fun. But then before work, after work, days off, you can find me at a coffee shop, at the park, taking care of my plants, digging in the garden, you know. I love that. That's awesome. I love digging in the garden. All right, since we're talking about our favorites, um, Bryce, why don't you start by telling us your favorite part of the day? Um, I love preparing dinner. I often play worship music, and I take my time in prepping everything so it's ready when I go to cook. I find it really relaxing to chop up vegetables. Mm. I know that sounds lame. (laughs) Also, it's only once a week, but there is nothing better to me than a Saturday morning coffee with my husband. Um, I really love it. That's really kind that you gave that up this morning because we're here on a Saturday morning recording this episode. But I I still got to drink a cup of coffee with him this morning. So So it doesn't mean you have to go out. You just get to enjoy it. Okay, I love it. Melissa, what about you? I love dinner time as well, but this is post-prepping when we're all sitting together. I have the meal on the Mm. table. All my people are in one place, which feels like a rare thing these days. Mm. And I just love the discussions and the laughter Mm -hmm. being together. Yes, I know. That's, That's really cool. I have two kids out of the house already, so I finally remember when we all filled my table. And it's getting less and less, so I think you're right. It's a good thing to be thankful for. How about you, Alyssa? What do you do? Um, well, I would say the most consistent, happy part of my day is when I get to get in my bed at the end of the day and snuggle up in my fuzzy blankets and hit all four of my feather pillows. Four? Yeah, all four. (laughs) I sleep with all of them and I love them. And I just like sink into them and then I just get get all cozy and go to sleep. That's my favorite. Do you read before bed? Mm, my Bible? Oh, yeah, I read that okay. before bed, but nothing else. Okay. Once I'm in bed, you're done. I'm done. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Well, mine is definitely like I would say the bookends of the day. I like the morning and like getting up and the routines of starting my day, you know, praying, reading my Bible, organizing my to do list, um, checking my email. Which, does anybody check email anymore? Mm, no, a little bit. No, never. <laughs> checking my texts, maybe that's what I should say. I like the end of the days. Also, because I'm in my pajamas, I just slide into bed. Usually my husband and I have like a check-in before I go to bed, you know, for a half hour. We chit-chat about our days and things going on. He's more of a night owl, so I go to bed, then he goes later. So that just is the way my favorite parts are. So, okay, that kind of gave us a beginning, but here we're ready to get started into the rest of it. We have so much more to talk about. So what I'm going to do is give us a category. And then we're each just going to share our favorite thing under that category. I should tell you ahead that we did plan this um, a little bit ahead because it's hard to come up with ideas like on the fly. So these are not our quick, immediate thoughts. Um, We could make you think that they are, but we did actually put time into it. Um, And I'm not going to do a countdown. That would be just kind of crazy. So trust me, there's a hundred different ideas. Um, And I will let you know when we get halfway through when we've gotten to 50. Okay. I think we should start with one of my favorite things. Let's start with food. Okay. What is your favorite food item or your favorite food tip? Melissa, why don't you start us off? Okay, I heard a fellow mom say that she never puts meat in the freezer without doing something to it to prep it for a Mm. meal first. And that tip has been such a huge help to me. So like for ground beef, I'll either patty it into hamburgers or I'll pre-cook it to be ready for spaghetti or tacos. Or chicken, I'll cut up. And sometimes they even marinate it before freezing because smaller cuts of meat defrost faster. Oh, yeah. And mm. this has been a huge time saver for me. Yeah, I have a huge piece of pork, like, I don't know, 
six pound piece of pork that I was using on a roast or a smoker, that thing takes a long time mm -hmm. to thaw. You're right. How about you, Bryce? Uh, well, we don't have a kitchen right now, so I've had to get pretty creative with how I'm cooking. Why don't and, you have a kitchen? Uh, we, oh man, we bought a, a fixer-upper, ah. and we have a hole for a kitchen right now. Okay, so you're, <laughs> so you're redoing it. It's been it. about okay. four months of no kitchen. Um, so the Instant Pot has become ah. my favorite tool, and I didn't like it before, so it's funny how you adapt. Yes. Um, and then I mentioned it before, but prepping your ingredients ahead of time, yeah. it makes cooking so much more efficient. Yeah. And it's fun. And then you can pretend like you're doing your cooking show. Exactly. You know, that's what I want to do. So, Alyssa, what about you? So, I definitely feel like the toaster is my most commonly used appliance. Like, not even joking. So, if you get to the point where you're asking for cooking tips and helps from me, something is really, really wrong. So, I'll just, I'll, we'll just leave it at that. I, I can't cook, but it's okay. Oh, vanilla. I love vanilla. I put it in everything. Put it in a smoothie. So good. Oh, like on a top vanilla of extract? Cream. Yeah, like just a little bit. So good. Okay, that's a good cooking mm -hmm. tip. You yeah. know, just a little bit goes a long way. Well, one of our listeners, Michelle, said about a cooking tip, you do not need a lot of gadgets. She said an uncluttered kitchen gets the job done. And, but make sure you do have a really good sharp knife. And she suggested getting two, a big one and a small one, because it makes jobs faster. I loved that. Mm -hmm. For me, my favorite thing are spices. I have been trying to work on eating healthy and not adding a lot of you know, butter and heavy things into it. But spices really make a good dish. And they are, it's crazy how quickly, easily you can use them. So I have been learning how to use spices better and let's just say yes to cumin and cilantro. I am huge about Mexican, so I could eat it right now. I really could, I love Mexican food. All right, let's move to number two, our second big category. How about your favorite free thing or your favorite free place? Melissa, kick us off. Well, spring is here and so I am thinking about being in my yard. So my favorite free thing right now is to do plant exchanges oh. with friends. So I will dig up something from my yard that a friend wants and they'll dig up something from their yard awesome. for me to plant into my yard. And I just, I love being able to look at my hostas from Becky or right. Sedum from right. Andrea. It's just yeah. a great fun and it's free. Yeah, that is free and it's a great way to build what you know, once you get something growing a lot of, you can divide it and you can get new things and get rid of a Mm -hmm. Tons of tiger lilies you have. Oh my goodness, those things really, really <laughs> produce. Away. Yes. Um, Alyssa, what about you? What's something fun you like to do that's free? Definitely the park. I'm a big park person. Love the walks, love the sunshine. Um, better than anything money could buy. Sunshine, parks, freeness. Love All right. It. Yeah. Awesome. And there, and we have in Toledo, where we are, we have some of the best metro parks yeah, ever. So I think good. they're rated. They're high. Yeah. They're pretty high. So, they're so nice. So if you live near us in Northwest Ohio, definitely go to the Metro Parks. Yeah. Uh, Bryce, what about you? Uh, does a free drink at Starbucks for my birthday count? Yeah. <laughs> I think it should. <laughs> I honestly look forward to that every year. Mm -hmm. um, I would have to agree with Alyssa, though. Uh, we live across the street from a beautiful park. And we, mm. like you said, we have so many beautiful parks to explore. I feel like there's too much to yeah. explore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's great. I loved when my kids were little going to parks. That's mm -hmm. a great thing. I mean, they're not little anymore, but I still go to parks. I don't know <laughs> what I'm saying. But um, Natalie, one of our listeners, said that her favorite thing is actually local to Toledo. But I loved her thoughts, and I thought this can be 
found other places. She said in Ann Arbor, Michigan, it's known for lots of fun things, but a few years ago, she and her husband discovered what they think is a gem in the city of Ann Arbor. There's a river that you can go tubing down some cascades, some little, um, little waterfalls, and you can bring your own inner tube and hop right into the river, and it's a perfect way to cool off in a hot summer day. I may have to get more info on that from her because I think I might try that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be fun. My favorite place is our local Museum of Art. Um, I love walking around and enjoying the paintings. I love art in general. I found out about a really cool American artist named Frederick Remington a few years ago. He depicts pictures of the American Old West, including buffalo and cowboys and Native Americans, deserts and mountains. It's just beautiful. He was also a sculptor, too, and I just enjoy looking at his work. I don't know. It just seems very sweet to me to look at. but And it's free to go into. Okay, now, what about clothing? What about clothing, you guys? Do you guys have favorite clothing? Alyssa, let's start with you. I feel like you would have the best clothing items to oh, talk about. Thank you. Well, okay. So I definitely like love a good outfit, love a good matching. But I think like earrings, do they count as clothing? They're definitely... I'm learning that like your jewelry and your accessories really could make a pair of sweatpants and a hoodie look like an outfit. <laughs> and so... I would like put my favorite piece of clothing. I have this really cool pair of earrings that's like gold and they're like kind of shaped like a triangle and they've got like fluffy thread on them. I'm not wearing them now, unfortunately. I'm not even wearing cool earrings right now. Um, but they really like I could wear them with anything and I just feel like, oh, I'm so put together. Okay. So I love them. Love earrings, accessories. Yes, yes okay, very good. much accessorized. Melissa, what about you? This was kind of hard for me to think of a favorite piece of clothing, but. I do have a pair of black pants that when nothing else feels right on me, I can put those on mm. and they are reliable. <laughs> Everyone needs a reliable pair of black pants and I can I can trust these pants will fit me and I appreciate that. We all are laughing a little bit because we all relate, I'm sure. <laughs> we all have that that one thing that just feels right, so which is good. Bryce, what about you? I really could not think of a favorite article of clothing, so my glasses. I really love my glasses at this point. It's just a part of my look. Um, and they help me see, which is a huge yes. plus. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's nice when you're comfortable with them. Yes. yes. And they do look cute on you. Thank so that's you. good. Thank you. Um, Sarah, who's one of our listeners, said her favorite article of clothing would have to be a pair of Crocs. I thought this was fun. Uh, she discovered them when she worked at a hospital. She said, I put a lot of steps visiting patients on many different floors all day, but I also had to wear a business casual, and regular clocks looked Crocs looked frumpy. And I wasn't ready to wear tennis shoes or Dr. Scholl's every day to work. The flats I was wearing were making my feet and back very angry by the end of the day. So I was surfing the Crocs website one day, and I discovered that they make cute Crocs in a few different styles that actually look like regular shoes, and I think I know which one she's talking about. She continues, I loved wearing them so comfortable, and I got so many compliments on them, and they were nice enough to wear with dress pants or a dress or to dress up jeans. Fast forward a decade, and I still wear them. Replaced, of course, um, but I find that they are great for mom activities. Too cute to make, uh, cute enough to make an outfit look like I tried, but I can also wear them to the park, and it's no big deal if you get caught in the rain outside because they're waterproof. They are my fave, and I slip them on all the time. I think I know exactly which shoes she's talking about, and they do look cute. So good. Okay, my favorite thing are cardigans. I wear them all the time. I probably have 10 or 15 different cardigans. I have one. I'm not wearing it now. I had it upstairs to bring to the studio here, Um, but it has a hole in the pocket and a sleeve, and I don't want to get rid of it because I love it, so I just call it my home cardigan. 
Sometimes that home cardigan gets out though. I forget I have it on. <laughs> so how about your favorite activity? Let me share uh, one, of our, one of our listeners first to get you guys thinking, okay? Emma said, something I love to do in my free time when it's warm outside is play pickleball with my family and friends. It's easy to learn how to play and fun. It's like mini tennis. Because, but the, because the courts are similar, I always look forward to playing it when it starts getting warm. Okay, now, uh, she sent this to me, and I thought, I have no idea what pickleball is. I didn't even know what it was. So I had to Google it, and I found a YouTube video that explained it in one minute and 36 seconds. So I thought... I should I, watch that. Yeah. Because I technically know how to play, but not really. Okay, well, it would be good. And the video said it was actually the fastest growing sport in the U.S., I don't know if that's true, but they said it, so if it's on the internet, it must be, right? Mm -hmm. um, it really is a combination of tennis, ping pong, badminton, and I'm familiar with all of those, so I wasn't too hard to understand, but the funny thing was, as I was watching the video, my eighth grade son came into the room, and he said, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm just wanting to learn about pickleball. He said, well, we had to learn that in gym. He goes, I think it's just old people's tennis. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, that, sorry, Emma, for that, because you're, young, you're quite young, but Josh thinks it's old people tennis. Um, Melissa, what about you? I enjoy birding, mm. um, especially with my children. My oldest son is the biggest birder in our family, but we, we keep bird feeders in our yard. We go to our local parks have something called windows on wildlife mm -hmm. um, that we love to go sit in and just see what comes to the window. Is, but is bird feed always on your shopping list? Almost always, <laughs> yes. It, it often finds its way into my cart. Um, but when we, we moved to Northwest Ohio about 10 years ago and we realized that this is um, actually a a birding location. Mm -hmm. The biggest week in American birding happens here in Northwest Ohio, and maybe some of our listeners from other parts of the, the country or even world have been here to mm -hmm. see the birds, because when you go out to watch them, to see the warblers come migrate through, you will hear all kinds of languages spoken. Mm -hmm. So really, it's watching the birds and watching the birders. Yes. Because they're, yeah. they're just as interesting sometimes. <laughs> yeah. My aunt, who lives in Canada, came has come multiple times just for that birding week. And take pictures and they she and it's just amazing I'm like I didn't even know it was a thing but okay it is and it sounds like it's a good thing and free and right free. yep that's right that's awesome Bryce what about you well really quick I we have a robin's nest on our front porch so it's made it easy to oh, bird sure. because we just get to look at our front porch and oh, see a robin so you're gonna call yourself it. a birder now yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even need binoculars <laughs> Um, well, I love making coffee. Okay, uh, I feel like there's a theme. Every one of your answers a theme. has coffee in it. Yes, I, it's been it's becoming a hobby. Okay. It really is. Um, and so my favorite thing to do is make pour overs. It's very mm -hmm. relaxing. Um, but I especially enjoy drinking coffee with other people. Um, I actually think my favorite activity is just anything involving spending time with people. And drinking coffee. Okay. But I really, really love spending time with people. Both things have to go together, they, right? They don't have to go together. I would take people over coffee. Okay. I really would. That's good. That's yeah. good. All right, Alyssa, what about you? Man, I feel like I could steal Bryce's answer, but that comes second to this answer that I'm okay. about to say. Okay. Gardening. Gardening. But specifically, plant shopping. Like, oh, I'm not a shopper, really, like, sorting through the clothes, not my thing, but take me to the garden center, <laughs> and I could blow all of my money. Um, picking out flower combinations, coming up with ideas, it's just, like, inspiring. So going to the greenhouse, walking around, and then coming home with a car load or a truckload of plants is 
definitely my favorite activity. Do you have room to store them all? No, it's really it's really bad. It's really really bad. You need to get your own home. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or a greenhouse. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. I love to watercolor. Um, when we had the lockdown a few years ago. I actually rediscovered watercoloring and I love it. It's just so easy. And watercoloring is so, so forgiving. If you are not an artist, it is so easy to watercolor. And there's lots of YouTube videos that will show you how to do it. Um, I actually like to make watercolor onto like a um, blank note card on the front, like cardstock folded over, because then I like to send note cards. And so I feel like I'm using it for something and so it's not wasted time. Part of me thinks it's wasted time, but um, but it's really good, and I enjoy it, so I think it's a, a great relaxing thing, and sometimes I'll listen to podcasts when I'm doing that, mm-hmm. so. How about your favorite book? Okay, now, not the Bible, because we all should say the Bible's our favorite book, right? But what's your favorite book? Uh, how about you, Bryce? I feel like my favorite book requires some explanation. I'll try to make it quick. I love Anna Karenina by Leo Tolstoy. Oh, boy. Yeah. I was thinking, like, basic <laughs> I, book here, girl. Yes, <laughs> and it's not a spiritual book, but it really hit me the first time I read it, and it kept me on edge the entire book. It's not a light book at all. Uh, I think it really shows the consequences of sin and a life without Christ. Mm. I hated characters. I loved characters. I hated the book, and then I loved the book. <laughs> it's long, and it's, it's a really heavy book, but um, I loved it. Um, so is that like we should have people put that on their summer room? I, I hit it at the right time in my okay. life. I don't think it's for everybody. Okay. But like I said, it's heavy. Okay. Um, now, if I want to read something fun and light, I read anything by Andy Wilson or Andrew Peterson. Mm-hmm. They're just really fun books. They're good good books. How about you, Melissa? Well, this is this was really hard to choose just one, but <laughs> one of my many, many favorites is the book Carry On, Mr. Bowditch. And mm-hmm. this is a, a wonderful historical book. It's based on a... Um, true story. Um, it contains so many life lessons and encouraging truths. Um, I found it when I was reading it to my my children for our homeschooling. It's a great book. Okay, I've read that book too, Melissa. It's great. I read it out loud to my kids. It's a great story and lots of good principles in it. Really, really good. Actually, I think I didn't read it out loud. I think we listened to it on audio. I'm a huge audiobook fan because then I can do things, mm-hmm. you know, while I'm busy and my kids could do things. And so that's a, a good thing. How about you, Alyssa? I am not a huge reader, but I do love Anne of Green Gables. Mm. I think mostly because of the nostalgia. I'd read it with my mom and my sister. My mom would read it to me. Um, and so I haven't read it in a long time, but I really do like that book. Yeah, I have a daughter who loves that book. Yeah, it's a good one. And actually, I think it wasn't, I think she's 22. Yeah, and she, I had to think for a minute, how old was she? And it wasn't too long ago she asked for the audio of that for her birthday. Because it's just, I think the same thing. It's, it's nostalgic. It's just a good book. Yeah, yeah. And enjoyable. Okay, so one of our listeners, Ariana, said, Kevin DeYoung's Just Do Something, a liberating approach to finding God's will. She said it was monumental in helping her understand the importance of simple obedience to God's word. Rather than getting caught up in obsessing over the details of what the Lord wants me to do with my life. Well, it's true that God has a personal interest in our lives. The most crucial consideration in the decision-making process is whether we are honoring the Lord. Not whether we major in English or engineering, whether we moved to Toledo uh, or Cleveland. DeYoung makes clear in his book that we would not need be fearful that we're on the wrong path if we're just doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly with our God, as we're encouraged in Micah 6, 8 to do. I think that's a book I should put on my list. I think that sounds like something that's a good book to read. My favorite, which I've mentioned many times on the podcast, is The Hiding Place. Love it, love it, love it. 
without a doubt, it's my favorite. And every single woman listening, and probably men too, but since this is a women's podcast, okay, should definitely read this book. It is so powerful. And I think it is a great, a great book. But I also will say that right now I've been reading Learning Contentment by Nancy Wilson because we're working on that for some podcasts. And actually, just a little commercial break, next week on the podcast, we are going to start our book chats, and I'm going to be talking with Erica Simpson about chapter one and two, and I think that it's so good. I've read this book three times, and this is my fourth time through it, and I keep learning things, and I keep being reminded. So it's, I think a book that you can read more than once is, means it's a good book. Mm-hmm. So, All right, let's jump into cleaning tips. Okay, you guys all have perfectly clean homes, right? Oh, all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Bryce, um, you go ahead and start. Um, Well, when I was thinking about this, clean as you go has to be one of the the ones I heard the most growing up. And shout out to my mom. It used to bother me, but it's so true. Mm -hmm. Um, If you see something on the ground, pick it up. If it's messy, wipe it down. It has been so helpful to stay on top of things instead of getting behind Um, Mm. Also, having good supplies is really important. I've learned this later on in my marriage. Um, A good vacuum will save you time and money in the long run. Mm -hmm. I really recommend Shark. Uh, Mm. I love Shark vacuums. And method cleaning supplies. They smell really good, so I want to clean more. (laughs) That's right. I will say that I think, agree with you 100% on the vacuum. I had junk. So nice. Oh, yeah. I had a a junky vacuum forever, and just because they were cheap, and I felt like I, I probably spent, you know, $300, $500 on junky vacuums that were 75 bucks each until I finally bought a Dyson because it was on sale. Same thing. I will never turn back. I love that Dyson. But I I, I was debating between a shark. So So did I. I, All right. Alyssa, what about you? What's your favorite thing? I'm an obsessive cleaner, but I think my favorite thing is Blue Dawn dish soap. It gets stains out of everything. It's like the best like cleaning smell. Um, and then the second favorite thing, going back to the vacuum, my shark vacuum has headlights oh. and I just think that's the coolest thing. So I'm vacuuming and it looks all fancy. So, um, cleaning is more of like, just like a thing that I just like build into my week and it's kind of like a hobby, but like yeah. not that much, but like a little bit. So I love it. It's good. But that's awesome. definitely my headlight vacuum. So when you go shopping for your shark vacuum, make sure it has headlights. It's an added bonus. It's like a little card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So fun. Okay. Then maybe you can get eventually children to do it because uh, they'll be excited about like, the headlights. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that is my tip. Okay. Actually, oh, oh, perfect. I have a lot of capable people in my home, and the best thing I've done is to teach them how to clean. Mm. So each of my kids has responsibility on chore day and then throughout the week, and I've tried to teach them how to do it well mm-hmm. um, and they will use that their whole lives so it's a tip yeah. that they will that they will um, use for their whole lives and but as a bonus tip I love the wet and forget shower spray mm. so you spray down your shower walls after you use the shower you don't have to scrub them it is so wonderful oh, to I not have that. to scrub a shower I'm just mm-hmm. letting you know that makes me happy yes uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> happy to with get you <laughs> yeah yeah Okay, Abby, one of our listeners said that she thinks all of her tips come from other people. I thought that was cute. One amazing tip she said as she learned from an older, wiser woman was to load and run your dishwasher in the evening and then unload it in the morning. It is so helpful to do this, and I do that often, although mm-hmm. I have enough kids and people in my home that I run it sometimes twice a day. It mm-hmm. just depends. So sometimes I'm doing it different, but I think that's a great tip. Um, I also I have a lot of things. I think my favorite favorite thing is to have a home for everything. I think this maybe isn't cleaning, but it is kind of cleaning. It's more organizing. Everything has a spot and you just have to keep it back in its spot. 
honestly, I help. I think it's helpful to declutter and pare down what you have. I mean, do you really need 32 plastic containers for leftovers? Um, I just did this recently. I'm like, why do I have all these old and the junky ones you get like, you know, from the store? And I'm like, I don't even need these. So I got rid of them. Um, or I saved a few when I give away, do meals. That's what I saved them for. That way you can store, you know, six in your cabinet easily. And the recent tip I started doing because I have enough space is all of my containers, when we put them away, get their lid put on them. So it may seem like empty dead space, but I never look for lids again. And I'm, that, that makes me so happy, That's let so me tell smart. you. Yeah. <laughs> now you have to have the uh, cabinet that'll fit, because sometimes you have like a little itty bitty space for all your Tupperware, but I am so grateful for that. Okay, well I kind of had a, a little bit of a, mine was sort of cleaning, sort of decluttering, and so how about organizing tip? So I'm gonna tell you mine, because it fits with what I just said. It's this calendar called Declutter 365. You can, you can Google it, and you can get it, and it gives you one job to clean and organize every day. Um, and it takes about 15 minutes. And so sometimes I miss it. I miss a day. It's no big deal. Sometimes I'll miss a week. But I usually check it once a month. And I'll circle the things that really need to be cleaned that year, that particular month um, on her calendar. And I'm always very excited when it says, like, clean your front hall closet or clean your mudroom because I don't have those. So I can just cross them <laughs> off right away. You know, it's just like, yay. Uh, how about you, Melissa? What do you got? Well, I think that's very interesting you mentioned both of those tips because... I think it's obvious to most people, but I really had to learn this. And this is the reason you go to that calendar. This is the reason you said it. it's yeah. not obvious. It really is easier to organize less stuff. Yeah. So my organizing tip is to purge. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say it out loud because I'm sure there are places that I need to purge, closets I need to yeah. purge, drawers I need to purge. But it, it's it's a real thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I like the calendar because there's some things I don't think about. When I organize, I always purge. I'm always getting rid of stuff like, why do I have this? So I think you're right. That's good. Bryce, how about you? Um, well, this is similar to something you actually said um, about Tupperware. So okay. for leftovers, instead of having all different shapes and sizes of Tupperware, somehow with no matching lids. So that's a good tip with putting the, the lids on top of the Tupperware. Um, but I bought washable-to-go containers, kind of like what you would find at a Chinese restaurant. Oh, super um, cool. Kind of like what they put in their soups in. Yeah. Um, and then I get masking tape, a permanent marker, and label what it is and the date I cooked it. Uh, we waste far fewer leftovers, huh. and our fridge always looks great and organized. Yeah. yeah, I think that's an excellent idea. I know for leftovers, I'm I'm downsizing because my mm-hmm. kids have moved out, so I'm trying to make only what we eat Yeah. so I don't have leftovers. But that is really a job, man. You've made yeah. a lot of food all the time. Alyssa, what about you? So I... Um, definitely like the purge, declutter, that speaks my language. Okay. Definitely, like minimalist. <laughs> that don't is like your a lot love stuff. language? Yes, yeah. yes. So papers, like, like papers mm. that I need to keep just really drive me nuts. So I have like one of those boxes with like the little file folders in it and I can shove that under my bed and I never have to look at it and that makes me happy. Yes. And that, like that, I don't, under, like, I'm sure I'll like... As I get older, there will be more papers that I need to keep. But right. currently, like it holds all of the papers that I really don't want to look at and I wish I could just throw away. But um, you need to keep. But I need to yeah. keep. Like tax so, documents. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's just a box under my bed with a bunch of file folders in it and that's what I do. And awesome. that keeps me I, I actually really love going. that idea because we yeah. have a ton of artwork around our house oh. from our kids and I don't want to throw it away. They want me to keep it. But yeah. that's a great idea. Shove it in a box. I shove it under that. the bed. You never I have to see that. it again. <laughs> I actually had somebody one time tell me that they would take, this is going to be, this is this is an extra bonus. Yeah. 101 tip here today. But um, they would have a bulletin board in their room and they'd put them all up for that month and they'd take a photo of it 
Then they would get rid of all that artwork, but they'd put the photo into a Google photo book or some kind of a photo book so they had a picture of all their art. I love that idea. And it just, they didn't have to keep it all. Yeah. Because it is really sad when you throw someone's art away and then they find it in the side of the garbage bag (laughs) in the garbage. Oh, you got to fold it up and hide it. You know the trick. Oh, my kids are going to know now. Right, right. Okay. One of our listeners, Mary Slick, said that in thinking about this, my most valuable tip I have is this. For many years now, I have a daily calendar notebook on my kitchen counter where I put activities, important events, things to remember. This has evolved from something I personally printed out to a store-bought version and from something much bigger when our kids were growing and active to much smaller, but it is an invaluable tool I use to this day. And she said, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I think that just kind of sums up everything we just said. So that's good. All right, let's jump into having people over and hospitality. Uh, Melissa, what is your tip for hospitality? My tip is to to think outside the box. Um, The way that you are called to be hospitable um, at this particular season of your life may look different than what it looks like for other people mm. or than, than even than you want it to, yeah. to look like. So um, don't let this be an excuse. Yeah. Just embrace mm-hmm. it. Think outside the box. Yep. Well, that's right because it doesn't, there isn't a specific list in the Bible of exactly how we're supposed to be hospitable, but there we are called to be hospitable and that may look different. Bryce, what about you? Um, something I have learned, and like I said earlier, I love love spending time with people. So this is something I really enjoy having people over. Um, being hospitable is not about me. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not about how good I can cook or how beautiful my house looks. Though it, I want to have a clean house and I want to have good food, but that's not what it's about. Uh, it's about the people I'm having into my home, um, making them feel welcome, comfortable. And ultimately, I want them to feel loved by me and mm-hmm. my family. That's yeah. the most important thing. That is really hospitality. Mm-hmm. Alyssa, what about you? I try to be flexible. I want my house to be the one that is like always ready to have somebody over. Somebody can, like you can just drop by or 15 people can just drop by. It's <laughs> fine. Um, my my biggest thing is, you know, whenever anybody is there, you always need food. Yes. And so I try to keep like puppy chow supplies on hand. Mostly for like when somebody comes over, but also when I get the craving, <laughs> I, I need it. So so usually it's like, you know, my normal type of peanut butter, a bag of chocolate chips and, you know, normal stuff. It's so easy. But then if it's a spontaneous get-together, we have a snack. That's awesome. I love it. I, I love puppy chow. And that can be adapted, that simple principle, to anybody. Yeah. Like having the right things. You could have spaghetti supplies on hand almost anytime. Mm-hmm. Or you could have something else easily. I mean, gosh, I've been to someone's house who made pancakes for dinner. And it was like, this is good. And you know that's easy to store. Yeah. So that's great. Okay. One of our listeners, Mackenzie, said that she said, we like to keep a running list of individuals and families we'd like to have over. Every three months or so, I arrange for people to come over during the upcoming three months. Getting it on the calendar in advance is a huge help to us in prioritizing hospitality. We also enjoy inviting multiple individuals or families over for the same evening, and I totally agree with this. I love this tip. I did that last summer. I got a whole bunch of people lined up last summer, and then I kind of stopped because the school year kicked in, which is okay, too. Sometimes you can't have somebody over every weekend, but this was a really good thing to do. And I think that's a great tip. I will share my tip. Here's my tip. If you have kids, talk to your kids ahead about good ideas they can do with their friends or the other kids they don't really know who are coming over. Um, maybe set out some things to do. Maybe make a list you can put on the side of the fridge. I've done this. We had a list when they would have friends over because they just sit there and go, we don't know what to do. you know. And it helps them. I also think it's good um, to let your kids have friends over. 
It's good for them to learn how to be hospitable, how to be kind, how to share, how to give up their stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I will say that if there is, we've had this, and this is just a secondary thing, if you have a child who has something that is like their very favorite item, I think it's okay to put it away when they have a friend over in the closet, but obviously they can't play with it <laughs> while their friend isn't. So I just think those are good things to teach our kids. Okay, let's talk about our favorite, um, you know, the, the meal you can come up with right now on the top of your head. Melissa, what about you? Okay, well, everyone in my family loves my easy, very easy Instapot potato soup. And that's a rare thing that everybody would love something. Okay. So, <laughs> but everyone loves it, and I keep the ingredients in the freezer or the pantry. It cooks up really quickly for a soup, and I serve it with salad and generally crescent rolls or sometimes um, cheese toast, and everybody loves it, which makes cheese me happy. Cheese toast? What's cheese toast? Toast with cheese, melted, melted cheese on it. Oh. It's like an open face grilled cheese, but oh, I mean, that's fun. Just toast that's with different. cheese. I've never Ooh. heard of that. Is that something southern? Maybe it is. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. Having cheese toast, so maybe. Okay, so. I'm gonna make some cheese toast for lunch. Yeah. That's fun. Bryce, what about you? Well, my easy go-to meal is tacos. Usually a taco bar mm. because most people can find something on there to enjoy. Right. Even if we're having people over, if they're pickier or if they have an allergy, there's something there that they can eat. Um, and my kids request it the most. Hmm. Um, and I always have. I usually have ground beef in the freezer. So um, if I have more time, though, I love making and eating anything Indian. Okay. I just love it. Butter <laughs> chicken? Oh, butter chicken, tikka masala. <laughs> Give me anything. I'll eat it. <laughs> It's not easy to make, though. No, it it's very time-consuming time yep. if you want to make it right. Alyssa, give us your best meal. Pizza rolls. You know <laughs> it. It's so, like, I get home from a long day at work, and I'm just like, mm, what do I want to have ready to eat in five minutes? And it's pizza rolls. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that is, like, the most college answer you'll ever hear, but there you go. Um, <laughs> if I am feeling making something, refer back to previous question about cooking, not that good at it, but I can make a mean spaghetti okay. and I love to crunch crackers on my spaghetti. Like, I, I, some people think it's weird, but like crunch up some rich crackers on your spaghetti and it's so good. So yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, my daughter told me that you do that. Yeah, I she do. she lives with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, what? And she goes, mom, it's actually good. And she ate it. Yeah. She thought it was so good. So yeah, crunch up your crackers <laughs> on your spaghetti. And we have, mm. we have a whole bunch of meals ready now for yeah, us to try. Exactly. Right? I want to try some Indian yeah. food. An Indian. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, Rebecca shared, she listens to our podcast and she said her favorite go-to meal is chili. Most of the ingredients she can keep in her pantry at all times. I get creative and use leftovers to serve over noodles, hot dogs, nachos, or even baked potatoes. It's easy to prepare in the crock pot on busy days. And when expecting company, it's a real crowd pleaser. Actually, ha, she said, it's so second nature to me now that I often make it when I go into labor so I can have some after I have the baby. And I have really long labors, she said. <laughs> so her husband has named it her new baby chili. And this woman, as we record, is very pregnant. So I wonder if she's over there making chili right now. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll see. My favorite thing that I make, and again, I agree with you, Melissa. It is very rare to find something that everybody in my house loves. But everybody in my house loves this. It's my lemon roasted chicken with that vegetables. so good. It is just so easy. It is just a whole chicken, which are very inexpensive. And you roll, you know, a lemon on your counter, score it. And I cover it with paprika, equal parts of paprika, um, kosher salt and garlic and I rub it all over rub it all in the inside fill it with veggies on the outside that you like to roast whatever you like 
and I bake it. I think it's 250 for like five hours, and that it sounds, is super yummy, really and my family loves it. And I think dessert, with especially when you're having people over, ice cream is so easy because mm-hmm. you can just pull out ice cream and have some. You know, you can get it on sale for 250 a gallon, you know, or a half gallon. I'm sorry, and then you're just good, man. You've got a good meal right there. So, mm-hmm. all right, what about your favorite app? Um, one of our listeners, Riley, shared that her favorite app is called Verses, and I use this app too, so I know what it is. Verses is an app designed to help you memorize scripture in fun ways. You can choose a verse or a passage, and the app has you play little mini games such as fill in the blank, speak to text, typing out the verse passage, and even gives you the verse in the wrong order of words and makes you correct it. My favorite feature in this app is that it lets you create groups. I didn't know that with other friends who have the app so you can see each other's progress and have the ability to encourage and challenge one another in memorizing. I love that. I love using apps personally. This is just me, Julie, talking, not Riley. <laughs> because I love things that help me grow in my in my walk with Christ, and I think that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Melissa, what about you? I use an app called Cozy. I think there are other apps similar to it, but this is where I keep my shopping list for different stores. Um, if my husband can access it too, so in real time he can put something on there if I'm oh. at the store, which I love. Um, I keep gift idea ideas for um, my kids mm. or my parents or my husband, who sometimes is hard to shop for. If I have an idea, I'll immediately put it in cozy. Can he put ideas on his list? I should suggest that to him. <laughs> um, and I keep recipes in mm. cozy, so it's really a one-stop app for nice. lots of things. That nice, help. great. Uh, Bryce, what about you? Uh, Well, I know Pinterest can be a time waster for a lot of people, but I use it all the time for recipes. So that's pretty much all I use it for, recipes and organizing our favorite meals. Um, And then YouTube for recipes, but mostly reviews. I check reviews before I buy almost anything, like my vacuum. I watched a lot of reviews on it. That's a good idea. And then America's Test Kitchen. I really recommend it if you're looking for appliances for your kitchen or things that you need for your kitchen. Yeah, they really do test. I mean, they, 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 do. they do test a lot of things and they're helpful. They have yeah. pans on rocks and I don't have to do that then to <laughs> test That's my pans. That's really nice. Right. I don't think if you're going to test your pans at the store on a rock, that <laughs> you might not be. Probably shouldn't right. Yeah. It's not going to be go over well. I, uh, Alyssa, what about you? Um, I like the calendar app that just comes on your phone. Okay. I use that for like literally everything just goes there because it's always with me when somebody texts mm-hmm. me like hey let's meet thursday at 8 a.m i just tap that text message and it's right in my calendar so i found it to be like the easiest way to plan with yeah. people spontaneously and just like keep myself organized i agree with you Alyssa. i have an app called keep notes which goes with my google drive and all the google products and i love it my son showed it to me and my favorite thing is you can color code your lists and you can make check boxes Mm-hmm. And my favorite thing ever is to check off things. Yeah. I use it for, I have like pages of it because I use it for grocery shopping. The same thing like you, Melissa, lists out, you know, I want to buy something. Someone gives me things I have to order. I put them on there. Like I, it's just a great all encompassing one deal and I can access it anywhere also, which is great. All right. We are halfway through our hundred favorite episodes. Wow. We have a lot more to talk about. <laughs> That's 50. We have 50 more to go. I hope you're staying tuned. And remember, even if you have to stop the podcast, because this is probably going to be a long one, come back to us and finish listening, because here we go with the rest of them. Let's talk about office products. Melissa, tell us your favorite office product. Okay. 
I love index cards. So when the <laughs> index cards go on sale during school, back to school time, I buy them in all different colors and I keep them all around the house because you never know when you need to jot something down, a list, a note, um, or Bible verses. I keep them mm-hmm. when I do my Bible reading and I write down a Bible verse on them and shove it in my purse. And they're actually inexpensive even if they're not on sale. Very true. Too. So yeah, good. Bryce, what about you? Okay, thinking about this question, I, I don't really have an office. So okay. I don't really Wait a minute. Buy. Wait a minute. You don't have a kitchen and you don't have an office. I don't. I don't. So do you sure. have a house? Are you sure? I, we do have a house. We have, we have okay. beds. We, okay, we can sleep in good. our house. Um, no, I don't buy office products. Um, maybe some school supplies for my kids. Like yeah. yeah. Okay. But my kitchen is kind of like my office, right? Okay. Um, my husband bought me a new knife for Christmas. So Michelle earlier was talking about a large knife and a small knife. I have like 10 knives and I love them all. All. (laughs) Um, a good sharp knife and a big wood cutting board. Those are my favorite office products. Yeah. Air quotes. (laughs) All right. Alyssa, what about you? I love a good pencil. I have like three, like super high quality pencils and I just use them for everything and I love them and it sounds a little bit like weird, but. Good pencils, very important. I do think so too. Yeah, actually, um, my the teachers at the school that my kids go to in the elementary all request a certain type of pencil. Yeah, it's Ticonderoga is the ones they like. Okay. Yeah, but they love those pencils because it helps your handwriting. Yep. Mm-hmm. and they're the cheapo ones you get at the dollar store. They just okay. they don't sharpen right. No. I get those, so I have some some. Yeah, pencils. Yeah, office products. There you go. You're feeling good about your I office do. I have supplies. Some office products. <laughs> All right, so Bryce, um, just like your answer, wasn't actually an answer to office supplies. Um, one of our listeners wrote in, Nell, she said, her favorite office supplies are her favorite set of knitting needles. She likes the Chiayo Goo Red Lace Stainless Steel Circular Needles. My stitches slip on and off the needles so effortlessly, and the cord is supple yet strong. My favorite yarn is Ard Thur by Kate Davies. It's 60% Highland wool, 40% super fine alpaca, making it bouncy and squishy and a joy to work with. I just love those words, bouncy and squishy. And a, a joy to wear. The yarn is very lightweight and warm too. However, this yarn sadly has been discontinued. So I am, I am not a, I don't crochet, I don't knit, but somebody out there probably does. You know, so you probably want that information. Now, my favorite, this is Julie again talking, my favorite are my Paper Mate Inkjoy pens. I love them. They come in a pack. I mean, they're kind of expensive, but you buy a big pack. They come with all kinds of colors. I use them in my journal. I write notes with them. They're smooth. I don't know why they put yellow in the pack. Who writes with yellow? I don't know. I can't even see it. Yeah. But anyway, I love stickers. I like pretty stickers. I like washi tape. I mean, I could go on and on. I actually love all office products. You love your knives, Bryce, but I love my pens. So, All right, now I'm going to start with Alyssa on this one because I'm going to ask her, and we're all going to share, but Alyssa, what's your favorite plant? This is really what you do. Yeah, this is, this is my life. So this one was so hard for me. I kind of feel like I have to break it down, um, so I'm going to break it down. If I had to pick my favorite house plant, it would be alocasia. It's like got a triangle leaf and it's kind of hard to take care of and I love it. <laughs> um, my favorite flower changes by the season because at the flower shop we get fresh flowers in yeah. all the time. But the one that consistently makes me this, the most happy is probably dahlias. But I love like a good pansy or a good sweet pea. Ugh, they make me so happy. <laughs> um, and then my favorite tree 
is a paper bark maple. If you don't have one, you should get one. They're just, oh, they're darling. Um, I think that's enough. That's a lot of plants for you, but, <laughs> but those are my favorites. Okay. Yes. Well, I actually asked my daughter, Anna, who lives with you, and mm -hmm. you and, and her both have this passionate love for plants. Yes. And here's her comment back to me. She said, how can I narrow it down to one plant? <laughs> relatable. Very relatable. So she said her one of her favorite annuals is the angel wing begonia. Uh, I, she said, I would say I love them because of the sentimental value. I grew up planting them with my dad and my grandpa, and they just bring back many childhood memories, and we still use those around our house. Uh, her favorite tree is a tricolor European beech. So I think we're going to have to look that one up. It's a good one. It's really It pretty. is a sun lover. The thing about it is the foliage. It is a beautiful pink rose purple color. One of my favorite perennials would be the fire red coneflower. It is bright red color and blooms all summer long. How about you, Melissa? I love hydrangeas. I just love them. I have three different types in my yard. I think you can never have enough hydrangeas around different colors um, in different places. I love them. And don't you have to do something special to them? N not my hydrangeas. I just let them go. Like, don't you have to put certain acid in the to make them be different if colors? If you'd like to change them, yeah. So okay. mine is currently, has been pink. And oh, okay. I really want blue hydrangeas. Aluminum oh, that's, sulfate. That's, that's what you have friend. to do. If you yeah. want blue, Aluminum that's what you have to do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we now have this now connection. You know. yeah, now you know. Now you know. How about you, Bryce? Well, actually, I'm sensing a theme for Alyssa. And yeah. I'm sensing a theme for myself. And I think we need to trade. Need I will little... teach you how to cook. And you can teach me about plants. Hey, that's such a good deal. Oh, I love this As long video. as we both can have coffee, I feel like we <laughs> And I will make you coffee. Yes. Um, so good. So I don't have a green thumb. And as I was thinking about this, I think it's more because I don't put the effort in. I really don't. I have five kids. I feel like, you know what? Yeah. I keep them alive every yep. day. Um, but plants, it hasn't gone well for them in my home. Um, <laughs> but I really love any flowers that my mm. husband brings home, if that counts. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. hint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That is great. I um, I think when I had little kids, I didn't deal with plants at all. Man, they would always die. So mm -hmm. my husband would say, "You take good care of the kids, but you forget to water the plants. They're more important to yes. me." You know. Well, and I do have a daughter named Daisy. So, so you do like so flowers. it's like plants. Yeah. 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 Yep, yeah. that's she is yeah. your plant. There you she go. Is plant. <laughs> well, I love pathos. I think they are a wow factor with a like no work at all. Basically, I've had one of those little glass bulbs you put water in. Like it's got a long. A long tube you put water in and you just shove it into the plant and I just make sure it's filled up on Saturday and that is amazing I do think that they're toxic like I don't think you should have pathos around little children I remember reading that I actually looked it up before the podcast so Bryce don't go get <laughs> a pathos noted. yeah but when your kids are old enough and they won't eat the plants you can get one or your cats maybe maybe do cats eat plants yeah usually sometimes I okay so. all right how about pretty things what is your favorite pretty thing Melissa what you, why don't you start us off so the things that get the most wow factor for me or this sounds a little silly but things in the sky I'm constantly saying to my kids look at the moon look at that cloud <laughs> like I just get overly excited about things in the sky oh my goodness do you do this like at um like a a game a football game or basketball game where all the kids parents are around and your kids are like, Mom, <laughs> don't say it. I, I do it often when my kids have friends in the car. Everyone, yeah. look at the sunset. Right. Right. Yes, it yeah. is yeah. One, of, one, of, one of the things I love, the pretty yes. things I love. That's good. Bryce, what about you? 
Um, well, I love the view from my front window. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, we have a park across the street from our house. Um, it's a large park and it has a beautiful bridge right out my front mm. window and we can see the river and I, I can't get enough of it. I have not getting, gotten tired of that view at all. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you may not have a kitchen, but you got a good view. I have a good yeah. view. Yes, and you'll get a kitchen. Just Eventually, and I yeah. will appreciate it. So. Okay, Alyssa, what about you? Oh, a fresh cut lawn that has those good lines. <laughs> oh, such a pretty thing. That paired with the smell, oh, I, I could look at that and smell that forever. Do you Very like pretty. mowing lawn? No, I, okay. really just, I really just like looking at somebody else's okay. work job done well. Because I was going to say, yeah. you can come to my house anytime you want to do that, and I'll let you. No, I will just, I'll look at your fresh cut lawn. That's though. right. That makes, yeah, I'll be It'll happy. Make you feel good. you yeah. smelling your front yard. If I'm just like in your grass, it's right. because it's fresh. Yeah. Well, one of our listeners, Erin, said uh, she loves daffodils and tulips and all the early flowers of spring. It's just mm. beautiful. I think it's just a reminder after we come through that long winter, you know, we get this beautiful, these beautiful flowers. And I am going to change subjects. You guys all went nature. I'm not naturey. I mean, I do like nature, but I like clean surfaces. I love when my kitchen counter and my bath are, everything's off the counters. Like mm -hmm. maybe not completely, like there's my coffee pot still there, but it's clean and things were put away. I always try to get that happen at least once a week. Um, it just feels good. I don't know if it just, it doesn't mean that my cabinets are all clean. It just means that it looks good on the outside, right? All right. I love helpful things, things that help others. That's really what this whole podcast is, is ideas that we're sharing that are helpful. Um, Alyssa, what's something that's super helpful to you? Post-it notes. I love them. I feel like most of the time I'm like half asleep and I'm like, oh, this is what I need to do tomorrow. So I keep a post-it note and a pen like okay. right in that drawer by my bedside and very regularly there's like unreadable writing on it from what I scribbled last <laughs> night. And I that's just think that's so helpful. That's because you were reaching across four pillows. Yeah, exactly. To write it exactly, down. exactly. <laughs> I didn't want to get my head off that. One of our listeners, Lisa, said that I find it helpful to have a home base to keep and me organized. All my mail, my to-do list, random projects, needs go there. So when I'm ready to sit down, I can just accomplish a lot without having to walk all over the house to gather it. I think that's a great, great tip. Um, and for me, I agree with her. I would say also when I get the mail um, every day, I just go through it right then. I just take the five or six minutes and I just whip through it and I sort it right then because I wasn't doing that for a while. And then I would end up with this stack, like, I don't know, a foot tall of things. And most of it was junk. And I could have just looked at it when I got it and pitched it. So I think that's a really, a really good tip. Melissa, what about you? Well, the first thing that came to my mind is this, I think it's called a meat chopper. And I be believe I got it from Pampered Chef, but it looks like a water wheel on the bottom of this tool. And you hold it, and I think you were, are supposed to break up ground beef with oh. it when you're cooking it. But I use it to mash potatoes, to mash bananas for banana oh. bread. But the biggest thing is to mix meatloaf, which... If you don't oh. want to put your hands in it, this meat chopper will really mix the meatloaf. Huh. Just, it's a great tool. Yeah, I think I know yeah, what you mean. Good. I think I've seen those. I don't have one, but you okay. use it often? I use it often. Okay. I recommend it. Huh. It's okay. a helpful thing. Okay. Just a little note. Christmas gift. Anyone out there is listening to me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bryce, what about you? What's something helpful? So something helpful that we do as a family is the night before church, we set out everyone's outfits. Um, so clothes, shoes, diaper bag is packed. Anything we need is ready to go in the morning. It is so helpful in getting to Sunday mm. school and church on time if we're prepared the night before. Especially mm. with five kids, it can be chaos in the morning. Mm -hmm. So this really takes some of that chaos away. Um, I really recommend this tip. I've heard that also for 
families whose kids go right to regular public school or go to school every day, that setting everything out the night before helps your morning routine go better. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's a good plan. Uh, well, we I was going to ask the question about a dollar store item, but I guess I should call it the dollar twenty five <laughs> store now because yeah. it's gone up. Uh, what are your favorite items from the dollar store? Because there's actually a lot there that are helpful. Like there's little things, all kinds of things. I'm always like, oh, wow, I didn't know they had this. Melissa, tell us what your favorite thing is. So I like to pick up that they have three pa- a pack of three punch balloons, and that sounds silly, but when my kids were real little, we started giving them a balloon, like a helium-filled balloon for their okay. birthday. And then one birthday, I failed to go pick up the helium-filled balloon, but I discovered that I had the punch balloons in my drawer. Okay. And so instead, I filled it up and hung it over my dining room table. So when they come down the stairs on their birthday, they see this balloon just for them. I write all over it. So anyway, my tip is to pick up those punch balloons, have mm-hmm. them in your drawer, because you never know mm-hmm. when you might need a balloon. And now yeah. it's tradition. It's always yeah. a punch balloon. It's and, never a helium-filled and balloon. kids love traditions. And they do. even when kids grow up and they're 25 or you know 30, they still like those traditions. They do. That's right. Yeah, I think I that's it. a great idea with the punch balloons because we just have regular balloons and we have balloon battles. But they would be so much crazier with punch balloons. Mm-hmm. That oh, would so be much more. Yeah. That's a good idea. Wow. Yep. Yeah. And cheap at the dollar twenty-five yes. store. <laughs> what do you do um, at the dollar twenty-five store, Bryce? Okay, so I'll be honest. I'm not a huge mm-hmm. dollar store person. Okay. So these are good tips for me to know what's there. Um, but we do every year get stocking stuffers there. Okay. So that's that's my tip. Is stocking <laughs> stuffers you can get so much. Yes. I, when my kids were little, they would shop for each other at the dollar store because that's all yep. they had. Yep. So that's, that's an easy one. That's really yeah. funny because we used to go stocking stuffer shopping at the dollar, the dollar now 25 store. And my dad was like, we are not doing any more Christmas gifts from the dollar store. I'm so <laughs> tired of just having junk after yeah. Christmas. So I relate, not a dollar store shopper, but I do love like their gift wrap supplies. I'm a big like make your gifts all cutesy. So like the little like fuzz that everybody hates that gets all over that you shove in the bottom of your gift. Mm-hmm. Dollar store, get a whole big bag, ribbon, mm-hmm. tissue, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. So nice from and the dollar store. And cheap and you can yeah. buy supply stock of it. That's yeah. what I tend to do and then just keep it so I'm ready. Yeah, exactly. Um, Liz, who listens, she said her favorite dollar store item are note cards. Gardening supplies and craft supplies. She said her girls and she, she has a few daughters. Um, she has a big family, but her daughters particularly like writing notes to each other and even to other people. You can't beat the prices and cute designs and you cannot have enough little plants and planters. So, um, and craft supplies at the dollar store are great. Honestly, if you're going to buy a kit and your kids are going to use them because they're just $1.25 and they're not going to put a lot of effort into it, you know? So I thought that was a great tip. My favorite things are... Our note cards too. I think they're great, and I I buy almost all of my note cards from there. They're so much cheaper to buy eight cards. What is that? Well, I don't know. I can't do the math with twenty five now, but you know, it was like you know what, fifteen cents a card or something, and um, they're not expensive. I have to tell you that I did. I like to send birthday cards, and so I did buy a whole box of birthday cards on Amazon. Um, a big box. It was like forty or fifty cards, and it was like fifteen bucks. I thought that's a great deal. So I bought them and got them home and I started to use them. So I'm already using them. And as I'm getting into them, I'm realizing that often on the cards, um, they had maybe words misspelled or they had, (laughs) they put happy birth is one line and then day is the next line. So birthday wasn't put together. And I realized it's because they're not made in America. They're made somewhere else. And so they just looked funny. So I have about 
a third of those cards I really cannot use. Oh, I think those are oh, so that's much better. So funny. I would use those. Okay, for I'm sure. gonna when I send birthday cards to you, send you I'll send you one yes. of those. So all right, so um, that makes me think. Um, you know, the dollar store, and then it's just a thing kids love. It makes me think about kids. So Melissa. Tell us a little bit about what your favorite activity is to do with kids. Well, I love to teach children about God and His Word. Mm -hmm. And so for, I love to do that with my own children, but right now I am teaching first grade Sunday school on Sunday mornings, and it is just a joy. I love a challenge, the challenge of communicating to mm -hmm. uh, six and seven-year-olds the truths about God and mm -hmm. His Word, and they are sweet. <laughs> and yeah. loving at the same time. So it's that's what I love to do. That's awesome. Uh, Bryce, what about you? You have a few kids too in your I, home. I do. Well, it's hard to pick one because I do. I love going to the zoo with them. I love going to the park. But right now, I've been really focusing on just stopping what I'm doing and playing with my kids. Mm -hmm. And I, I really love it. So right now, it's chasing them around the house. Um, I'll be <laughs> vacuuming and I chase them with the vacuum. Uh, I haven't caught any of them yet. Um, but, but you do have headlights. I do have headlights. Yeah, so I can see them. In the dark. Yeah. Um, but right now we're reading Narnia and they love to pretend mm. they're in the story. And I am the villain, always. Mm -hmm. um, so I will chase them around and then they love it. I love it. it. It's just so joyful and it usually ends up in a pile on the floor mm -hmm. with lots of tickling. And then the kid's helping me get back up because mm -hmm. it's just not as easy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Alyssa, you don't have kids in your home. No. But um, you do hang out with some kids. I do. Yeah. I love hanging out with my siblings or I was an Awana leader this year and my girls and I started bringing snacks every week. We'd each take turns bringing snack and no other groups really had snacks. So we felt extra special and I was <laughs> hungry and they were hungry. So I feel like whenever I'm with kids or with grown people actually, like getting a snack always just makes you feel happy and special. Mm -hmm. And so like bringing a snack, having a snack, talking, just like sitting. I love sitting down and just talking. So mm -hmm. over a snack is so nice. That is a good, that is a good tip. And Really, kids love snacks. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. What Fruit snacks, snacks. Yeah, anything. Um, one of our listeners, Jackie, said one of her favorite things to do is to read stories with children. I love watching their faces come alive as they dive into a book. I really get into it and use different voices for different characters, and the kids love it, and they think the voices are hilarious. Her favorite book is Roly Poly Pudding, which I think is a Beatrix Potter story. And she said she read it the other day to a group of kindergartners, and they just loved it. Um, I... I personally will say that I love to read books to children too, mm -hmm. and I love to add stories or add voices, but I have to remember which voice I gave to which character. That's so hard. Because the kids remember it and they're like, that's not how he sounds, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, my favorite thing to do with kids is art projects. I just love to um, get all the supplies out and let them enjoy and paint and take a real piece of art like Monet's water lilies and then have them recreate it. I just think it's really a fun thing, and a lot of moms don't let their kids use markers or paint or glue or scissors. So I'm like, yes, you can do that at my house. So it's really fun. All right, we're gonna jump in. We've just got a few more to go through and we're gonna kind of maybe get a little more spiritual because the last few things I have are things kind of related to our spiritual walk. So um, one of the things I know we all love to do is sing. I think singing and praising God is so important. So Alyssa, what is your favorite hymn? I love Come Thou Fount. Um, but a very close second is It Is Well With My Soul. I mm. just love both of those, those are songs. Both 
great. They're, mm-hmm. they're in my top 10. Yeah. Um, Abby, who is uh, a listener, shared The Church's One Foundation is her favorite. And she said it's a hymn that she did not sing or hear until she was in high school. And partly that might be why it's her favorite. As the unfamiliar um, became familiar with my own growing love of Christ and his church in the context of a church body with exemplified, that exemplifies this love so well. She adds, when we are ingrained in a loving church community, it can be easy to take the grace of it for granted. This hymn reminds us that this gift of the fellowship of believers is founded in Christ and its end is his glory. And I agree with her. Actually, my sister at her wedding had the church's one foundation one foundation as one of the hymns because it was my grandfather's favorite. So mm-hmm. I added him in here too. That's so sweet. Melissa, what about you? What's your favorite? Well, speaking of weddings... Um, almost 23 years ago now, we had Be Thou My Vision nice. was sung mm, as that. the congregation. And it's just a beautiful, timeless yep. truth. It's like both like a prayer and like a mission statement. It's a, a wonderful um, hymn to reflect on when, yeah. when you're getting married and then throughout your life. Yeah, it's one of my favorites too. Actually, um, Be Thou My Vision, Come Thou My Fount are both in my top 10. So mm-hmm. easily. Yes. How about you, uh, Bryce? What's, what's your favorite? My favorite right now, because I do think I will hear a song and I'm like, oh, this is my favorite, yes. you know? Yes. Um, and it depends on what season of life I'm in. But right now, We Will Feast in the House of Zion mm. by Sandra McCracken. I have just been singing it a lot lately. Um, I'm always blessed by singing it and remembering God's faithfulness to me and my children. Um, mm. It really helps me to look to eternity with hope. Yeah, I love it too. Um, and without a doubt, my faith is great as I faithfulness. And I love all of the old hymns because they often are just loaded with good truth, just good pieces of truth all the way through them. Um, the first verse is, Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. And I think what truth to know that God is always faithful to us and he never changes. I mean, wow. And can we now, from the rest of this podcast episode, use the word wilt more often? Okay. <laughs> can we just throw that in? Because I think that would be great. Okay, what about a spiritual help? Something that's helped you in your spiritual walk. Melissa, why don't you kick us off? So I use the Blue Letter Bible app, I which love is on that. my phone, all of the time. So I use it as I'm studying the Bible. Um, even with a group, we'll have a question that comes up as we study. And I'll pop open the app and look in the concordance dig into the words, the phrases, see what the original language is, mm-hmm. how they define that word. It's a really helpful app. I love that. I, I use it all the time too. That's great. Bryce, what about you? Um, my tip would be surround yourself with other believers. Don't mm-hmm. let Satan isolate you. Um, I think this is something he does to us a lot. Um, even when you don't feel like it, go to study. Get involved in a small group. Be at church. Get together with people in between that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been so blessed and encouraged by fellowshipping with other women in our church. Yeah, I think that is really good. But you didn't say to get together with people and with coffee. And drink coffee. Right, oh, that's yeah. really I mean, what you want to say. Everybody understands that. Yes. That's me now. <laughs> Alyssa, what about you? I think the most thing, like the thing that helps me the most spiritually is like when I am able to look back and see what God has done. Mm. So just intentionally remembering when I'm going through something hard or just like when all the time, look back and see what God has done, and that helps me trust Him in the future. Mm-hmm. That is so good. Keep some memorial stones, they call them. Yeah. Remembering times of when God has been faithful, mm-hmm. which Definitely. we should have lots of them. Mm-hmm. One of our listeners, Audrey, said, one of the things that has been extremely helpful to my spiritual walk is the book Humility 
by C.J. Mahaney, which is really interesting. She wrote this because a few weeks ago we listened to, um, well, we had a, I interviewed someone on this book. So if you didn't get to listen to Opposing Forces yet, head back and listen because we have a lot of conversation about that. Okay, here's, what, here's more of what Audrey says. She said, as I read this book, I was immediately convicted of my pride that was woven throughout all areas of my life. It caused me to think rightly of my sin and my desperate need for a savior. This book gave me a number of practical ways to fight my sin of pride and to live a life of true humility. Um, and she adds, she also told me that her favorite episode of the podcast is Living Thankful with Mary Wegrin, which I think is a counterbalance to pride is to be thankful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that goes together. Definitely. So, And I will tell you my favorite spiritual health, which is not as in you know deep as all of you. You guys had these deep things. Mine is, I like my slick Bible highlighters, okay? They're almost like a crayon and they do not bleed through. So when I want to highlight something in my Bible, um, I can just do it real quick and they kind of twist up like a crayon. There's multiple colors. They're light enough to read through. I think they're beautiful. And I actually bought a pack of scented ones. Oh. So I feel like I'm a junior high, you know, I'm 13 again and excited about some new cool <laughs> thing like that, like scented stickers. Those but... aren't great in our house because our kids, they, oh. uh, their well, noses they... get colored in. I was going to say, they don't get highlighted noses. Yes. Markers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go to your favorite Bible verse. What do you think, Melissa? Okay. Um, Hebrews 12 um, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated Mm. at the right hand of the throne of God. Mm. Amen. That's one of my favorites too. I think mm-hmm. I think just like books and songs, there are so many. We can't really pick one. So that's probably one of your favorites. One of my favorites. Yeah. Bryce, what about you? So one of my favorites is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This has been such a great reminder to me when I'm going through hard things or just feeling down. Um, he says rejoice always and pray without ceasing in everything give thanks. Um, this is something he's telling us to do, not just a suggestion. Um, so when I'm down, I rejoice and I worship God, I pray, I give thanks, and joy in the Lord always comes. That's one of my favorites too. I think we're going to find that there's so many verses we all love. All right. Well, um, Alyssa, what about you? I love First Chronicles 16, 8 through 36. Um, it's really long, um, but it's the song of Moses, like praise to the Lord um, because of his love and it challenge it, and it's challenging because it reminds me of his power. I just love like the whole section. I think it's great to kind of um, hang out in a whole section for a while yeah. and kind of reread it. One year I've mentioned on the podcast before that at church we all memorize <laughs> Psalm 103. Oh, Cyrus is all for that. He's <laughs> yeah, like, he yay, <laughs> memorize a whole passage. Um, But it was so good to memorize a whole passage. That was a great thing. One of our listeners, Ellen, shared that her favorite verse is Lamentations 3, 22 through 25. It's the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. She says, this passage reminds me of the faithfulness of God in every season and everyday life. 
This passage gives me words to preach to my soul when I doubt the goodness of God. And isn't that just a great thing to remember that these verses are for us to um, to preach to our own self, right? Like this is the beauty of God's word. I love it to be able to do that. And one of the verses that I love is Philippians 4, 4 through 7. I didn't even write it in my notes. I'm just going to see if I can do it. Let's see. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Very good. Thank nice you. job. Thank you. <laughs> Philippians 4, 4 through 7. I have loved these verses for years. It's interesting to me how timeless the Bible is. I remember in high school applying these verses to my high school life, you know, homework, exams, job, my friends at school. And it's interesting, 30 years later, I'm hitting on my 30-year reunion this summer. I'm 48 and I'm still applying this verse in my life. But to my home, the ministries I'm involved in, my family, my kids, maybe my eventual grandchildren, you know, just all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I love how timeless the Bible is. I think it's great. I'm glad you guys shared your favorite verses, and I'm sure we probably could all have a whole podcast on all of our favorite verses, right? There's great ones. How about, um, since we're celebrating our 100th birthday um, for the Unshaken podcast, what's your favorite podcast episode and why? Melissa, you want to start? Absolutely. So I enjoy many of them, but Julie Morgan's testimony of God's faithfulness to her through many, many trials um, was just excellent. It was just such a good reminder that God is faithful, that we can rejoice in all things, mm-hmm. that um, and He will meet our needs in the hard times. It, I recommend it. I don't, don't remember the name of it. Maybe it was just One Woman's Testimony. Yep. One Woman's Journey with Julie Morgan. It was episode 89. It was so excellent. Head back and listen to that one. I that was one of the episodes that I interviewed her and I ended up crying and we had to stop like a couple times because mm-hmm. it was pretty, pretty legit kind of a situation. Um, Bryce, what about you? I really liked the episode. Um, it was a more recent one with Rebecca on patience. One, I really love Rebecca's talks. I've heard a couple at different things and she does a great job. Um, but defining Christian patience was really helpful. Um, and patience is a topic I'm always continually working on. So, um, it was really great. And talking about just looking forward to eternity and, mm-hmm. and having hope in that. Is, that's good. Yeah. It was really good. That's called practice makes patient with Rebecca Kepler. And that's episode 94. So you can head back and listen to that one. Alyssa, you got a favorite one? I loved the one about friendship. It was a long time ago yes. with Elizabeth Rethorn and Abby um, I just thought that was very like timely in my life. And I think they were, they were really good in encouraging it. Like you got to stay motivated. You got to stay intentional. And I really loved that. Um, that one is called keeping friendships going. And that came out on February 18th of 2021. This is when we didn't do numbers. I learned how to do this right. Ago. So that was a while ago, but it is a very good episode to listen to. And mm-hmm. they've been friends for a long time. Yeah. So long. Yeah, uh, one of our listeners wrote in and she said it was really hard to pick a favorite episode. This is Janae. Janae said the one that really stuck out to her was a recent one um, that we just did called um, Love. It was on love. And um, the most overused word by Sarah French. It can be hard to remember the importance of love and how it is so much more than a word. I loved how we were reminded that it is the first of all the fruits of the Spirit and how purposeful that order is. 
The episode came out during a time when I was really struggling in how to love those who were hard to love. It was very encouraging and helpful to me, which I'm thankful for. And I personally, this is me talking now, not Janae, but I personally enjoyed that one as well. And I think it's good to sometimes break apart those topics and concepts. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't do that, so it's good to do. And it's my turn. I get to tell you what my favorite one is. And well, it's this one. I love it. I love parties. I love getting together with people. And I have enjoyed talking with all of you. And this also is another first for us because it's the first time that we've had four people talking. And I'm also excited because I was able to get all my technology to work properly. So, (laughs) and it's great to celebrate our 100th episode. So I'm glad you ladies helped me out with it. Um, Honestly, I've loved listening to all the ideas on today's episode. I think it just reminds us of God's graciousness to us Mm -hmm. to provide us with all of these things. I mean, most of what we talked about, like a meat smasher or plants, they're just stuff. But God loves us enough to give us these things, these simple joys in our day. And in the really big picture, they don't matter very much, but I'm grateful to God for providing us with all these things. And I'm excited that we've been able to share them with you and learn from one another. And I hope that you who are listening were also blessed by this episode. And thanks for listening and joining our birthday party for Unshaken. I think we need to go eat cake now. And yeah. wait a minute. Maybe we just need to have coffee. Maybe we just need to have coffee. Yeah, I, I don't know. I would go for some cake too. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening and joining our birthday party for Unshaken. Maybe we'll do another one when we hit 200 episodes. I don't know. That's a ways from now. But yeah. we're just going to keep chugging along producing these. And I hope you keep listening. Hey, thank you so much, ladies, for joining me. It was great to have you. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me. Really it was really so fun. fun. Bryce, would you pray for us as we finish up today? Yeah, of course. Lord, I thank you for this podcast and for the many women who have been impacted by it. We praise you that there are 100 episodes, and I pray that there will be many more to come. I thank you for Julie's work and her dedication and for the women who have been willing to come on and share their testimonies and wisdom. I pray that you would continue to bless this ministry and to bless Julie as she leads it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Okay, now next week we're going to jump into our book chats for the summer. We'll be discussing the book Learning Contentment by Nancy Wilson. You can grab that at Amazon. Next week is chapters one and two, and I will be talking with a dear friend of the podcast, Erica Simpson, about this topic. And I'm just going to give you a little preview. I've already read the book three times. This is my fourth time, and I'm still learning new things and I'm reminded of things that I should be doing. And we're going to spend some time this summer talking about how to live out contentment. We're going to do these individual podcast book chats, but we're also going to talk with four different women who have gone through different situations where they had to practice living content. One of the women has a special needs child. One woman had to transition from many places. I think she moved like nine times and her husband even had to be overseas um, in the military. One woman, um, her, her plans changed. Her direction to be a career woman switched all of a sudden and she became a mom, a full-time mom and how that looks. And uh, I'm also going to talk with a woman about body image because I think body image is an area that women struggle with being content because God does make us different. So we're going to have a lot of conversation about that. We're going to hash through it. And I hope you stay tuned. Don't forget to grab your copy of Learning Contentment by Nancy Wilson. Read the first chapters and join us next week for our first book chat. And remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress because of God. Until next time.